Hey everyone, welcome to, uh, well, some sort of break room bullshit podcast of the Break Room Bullshit Network. I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna call it. I don't. I tried two different shows last week. And, uh, I think it might just be easier if we just, uh, do this all in one shot every week. It's battery saver off. Yeah, just do it all in one one shot every week. We'll shoot for like Thursday nights. So yeah, that means uh, that means we're probably not gonna have impact. No, we'll have impact. Yeah, we'll shoot for Thursday nights. But that's the night before the new impact. So that's all right, I guess. Um, yeah. So, uh, until I can figure out a good name for this, I'm just probably gonna give it some bullshit fucking name. Alright? Um, tonight, I do have some MLW for you. I got some Ring of Honor for you. And I'll finish up with some NXT. But, the impact is gonna be pushed back a week. Um, we're gonna skip it this week just because, um, as you may know if you listened to last week's, I listened to, or I watched... I watched the GWN uh, broadcast of Impact, which does not air until the Tuesday after. So it kind of makes it a little easier if I'm hitting a Thursday deadline. But um, yeah, so I uh, don't know where the fuck I was going with that. Anyway, oh, yeah. Um, so the new episode of Impact aired two days ago. On GWN. But. That was the. Go home episode. For Rebellion. So that aired after Rebellion. Already took place. So I. uh, I don't see a point in me even watching it. If I'm already. If I've already watched Rebellion. Which I have. Which we will review. At the same time as the Crockett Cup. Dave and I. Will review that tomorrow night. Also known as Friday, the 3rd, May 3rd. And, uh, yeah. Alright, so, um, anything else to get off my chest here? Mm, there's that AEW, the last uh, Road to Double or Nothing video was. Cody cutting a promo about killing the Attitude Era. Phenomenal promo. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Um, some great shit. Uh, we also got a promo video. No, uh, no company attached, but we have a promo video for a, uh, I think John Moxie. Uh, the, uh, the uh, the other alter ego for uh, Dean Ambrose, yeah. So we're gonna have Dean Ambrose in the independent scene. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Maybe this is all work by WWE. I don't think I can give him credit for doing something this great, though. Well, I wouldn't say great, but this. Uh, uh, tricky 
being this this uh, mischievous with their with their uh, promos. I think that's all we have for any sort of big news this week. Um, let's go ahead and start off with the MLW uh, April 29th show. It's aired on Monday, April 29th, as as one would uh, gather from that. The MLW Fusion that airs on YouTube every week, every Monday. This one happened to air on April 29th. bit of a, a demon going on in front of me here. Let's see how long that takes to come come into play. Um, right off the bat, we get a announcement for an open weight championship tournament um, for the uh, the uh, inaugural title holder for the open weight championship. Um, I think we're going to be seeing sometime in June that tournament come to a conclusion, they said. Or maybe it was July. Um, Either way, it's something to watch out for with MLW. Um, These tournaments they put together end up being pretty fun. First match of the night, we have Jordan Oliver versus Cotto Brazil. You can check out my co-host Dave, jawjacking with Jordan Oliver after he enters the ring. Uh, Dave's Dave's the one with the all-in hoodie. Um, so uh, we, we we had someone on the floor for this show. Yeah, that's right. We had someone on the floor for this show. This is a legit podcast now. Deal with it. Um, let's see. Keto hits a nice splash with a good false finish. Uh, Selena and Martinez come out towards the end of this match here um, and they start distracting Kodo they have some history I guess going up uh, going with each other here um, to finish up the match we got Jordan Oliver hitting a long distance cutter uh, to beat Kodo Brazil um, this uh, this definitely comes off as a unclean finish because of Selena and Martinez um. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I want to see where they're going with this. Maybe it ties in later on. We get an announcement um, that Selena is going to be the. Well, may not have been an announcement, but they remind you that Selena is going to be the executive producer on the show now, and she's she is flashing that around like you would not believe. Although that is the only thing she is flashing around, unfortunately, because the ratings of the show have to stay more family friendly. Um, next match we have Ace Austin versus Ray Horace. Ace Austin uh, doing some heel work here, trying to remove the mask of Horace. Um, Ace Austin has a bit of a gambit thing going on, and anytime a, a, a wrestler has a, a Marvel. Marvel theme going on. I'm a bit of a fan. Um, most of the cases, it's kind of hard to root against them because uh, because I mean, well, fuck, who doesn't who doesn't like Marvel? Who doesn't fucking like Marvel? Um, but in this in this instance, he made it work. Um, it definitely helps that he's doing something um, 
and I always find it to be just as bad as a low blow whenever you're trying to remove the mask of a masked wrestler, a masked luchador. Um, so that always seems to work out if you're going for that heel roll, in my opinion. Um, some fun high-flying action in this match, like a spinning jump to the outside by Horace. Um, standing Spanish fly in the center of the ring for a false finish for Horace. Um, Austin does a double underhook for a false finish. Horace finish, finishes the match, though, with an inverted top rope rolling hurricanrana, which I don't know what I even just said. Thank God I wrote it down. Thank God I listened to Jim Cornette say it like six times because I had to rewind it six times to hear what the fuck the, the move was. Uh, there's just a lot going on in, in, that, in that one move. Um, if you uh, have some free time, I definitely recommend checking out this match, and or at least the very end of this match, to, to see what I'm talking about here. Um, some cool shit. Um, here we get that Selena spot, or that Selena reminder that she's executive producer now. Um, we come up on our... Uh, main event, which is the Hart Foundation versus the Dynasty. Now, I was excited for this match ever since I started watching MLW Fusion. I've been a fan of the uh, the Hart Foundation, and then uh, just following the uh, being the elite. I, I'm also a fan of MJF. Um, yeah, it's a fun guy to watch. Fun character. Um, so we have the Hart Foundation coming out, minus Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillman Jr. is in the medical office. Uh, he got jumped backstage by MJF and uh, another member of the Dynasty and uh, got his shoulder supposedly fucked up pretty bad to the point where he couldn't come out. So he is not there when they come in, but you know who is there? Well, I think should come out for any match is Teddy Jr. or Teddy Hart's fucking cat. Teddy Hart's cat. He brings his cat in the ring. This is not a prop cat. This is a real cat. And the first thing that comes to my mind is our co-host, my co-host, Dave, sitting in the front row with no allergy pills. How is he going to survive? Did he sit through this match? Who knows? I need to talk to him about it because he certainly never mentioned no cat to me. Maybe, maybe the the confusion of the cat dander in the air may have may have made him black out, and he just doesn't remember it. Who knows? Who knows what happened there? Hopefully he's okay though. I still haven't gotten a hold of him about it, but hopefully he's okay. Uh, Teddy Hart hits a super high moonsault to the outside of the ring. Crowd goes fucking nuts. Um, continuity between DBS and Teddy Hart is like as smooth as any tag team you could name um, I'd really like to see Teddy Hart and DBS go up against the Lucha Brothers I think that'd be a really fun match to watch maybe they have already I didn't look into it I didn't do my homework sorry just my thoughts here um let's see hmm The Hearts lose the upper hand for a little bit, but then to fix things back up, 
Brian Pillman Jr. comes out to save the day. He is recovered. It is a fucking miracle. Hallelujah. They assist Teddy in a Canadian destroyer. Yeah, it's, it's a double assisted, a turbocharged, as, as I think Cornette put it, a turbocharged Canadian destroyer. And then Teddy crawls to the top of the rope soon after um, to climb upon the back of one of the members of the dynasty. Yeah, so you have the dynasty. I, I can't remember. It's the guy who looks like the dude from Fight Club. I can't remember his name. Once again, did not do my homework. Not a very memorable uh, guy, in my opinion. But anyway, uh, you have him sitting up on the top turnbuckle, dazed. And, and you have Teddy Hart climbing on top of that turnbuckle behind him. And I see DBS throw MJF up on his shoulders. And I'm like, what the fuck's about to happen? What the hell is going on? And before I know it, I see Teddy Hart trying to climb the back of this Dynasty member. And he, he successfully does it. And he's balanced there on his back. And then he leaps... Onto MJF and does a a uh, what's this called a a uh, doomsday Canadian destroyer. I, I've never seen anything like this. This this is is this it had to have Jim Cornette's panties in a bunch backstage because this is so dangerous. This guy comes down, lands on his head, is fucking paralyzed. Regardless, they pull it off. It looks amazing. Blows my mind. I replay it 60 times. Still, still amazed. It's just something that you won't get sick of. Unfortunately, this was not enough to do in the Dynasty. And the low blow on Brian Pillman Jr. leads to him getting pinned or not pinned him getting picked up and thrown through the table to end the match um oh fuck I didn't even mention this was a tables match or did I anyway it's a tables match and the Hart Foundation they took the hit they went through the fucking table um they did not go down without a fight though but that is it for this week's MLW Fusion. I'm going to go ahead and take a save break here. Throw you guys to a commercial. Um, you can listen to me and Dave talk about whoever the fuck knows what this commercial is about. Alright, we are back. And I talk we in the plural sense, because here I have with me Dave. I do not have Dave. I have me, myself, and I. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking about some Ring of Honor. Once again, April 29th, same night as MLW Fusion, we got the April 29th. 
Ring of Honor TV Spectacular. It's not called the TV Spectacular, but you get my fucking point. Um, if you are not someone who is currently watching this, this is a program that you can also watch for free, just like MLW Fusion, on the Fight TV app. Um, Fight TV app is definitely a great way to be watching some wrestling. There's some other shows on there, like, uh, I don't know, Booker T's Promotion. Alright, there's some other alright shows on there. But, uh, Ring of Honor is definitely on there. You can watch it for free. Um, I mean, you have to sign in with Facebook, but whatever. Um, I think you get, like, $15 credit just for signing up, but, I mean... You don't really need it. I haven't used it. Um, no, that's not true. I used it on Rebellion. Um, but, yeah. You can watch Fight fight on there for free. No, uh, no credit card attached. Um, wait, Ring of Honor. You can watch Ring of Honor on there for free. Um, yeah, so here's this week's episode. We have Matt Taven coming out to the ring. Uh, talking about how great he is, like he always does in his promos. Um, and in the middle of cutting his promo, we get Flip Gordon interrupting. Flip Gordon comes out, proceeds to tell us, or well, proceeds to tell Matt Taven that he his knee is now 100% and he has told the Ring of Honor uh, executives that his knee is 100%. And they were happy to tell him that he is now the number one contender for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Championship. It's a boat. It's a schooner. Um, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> these are both two guys I think should be push to the the top of this promotion right now they, they they need to be putting their they need to be very aware of who they're pushing right now um you have a lot of negative press going around from that uh that g1 super card even though i didn't necessarily even agree with that press but you have it nonetheless and you got to deal with it um I think you have to start pushing some guys and getting them to be the new face of the company and fill, filling in the spot that the uh, the elite left whenever they left. Um, and and I mean, Cliff Gordon's got that rub from them, and it's definitely going to help. I mean, Marty had the rub, but you know Marty's not staying, so you can't put all your cards behind Marty. Um. So first, well, there's only two matches going on this night. Uh, you get Silas Young. Versus Jonathan Gresham. Now they've been building this this feud for a while. Uh, basically, the the sum it up: Silas Young cheats, and Gresham's like, "Well, you can't beat me fair and square." And now we're here, another match, uh, which I, we'll see where this goes here. Um, I mean, not a lot to say about this match, but whenever Silas Young came out. Once again, just like on MLW Fusion this week, very same night, I don't know how he got there from New York to Pittsburgh in one night whenever these shows were only filmed, like, like, only aired like an hour apart, we have Dave, front row, jaw jacking with Silas Young, the man himself. 
Uh, I don't know how he got there so quickly, but he managed to somehow do it. Um, and boy, did he he really get some airtime on this one. Uh, you can actually even check out a not-so-exclusive video on our Instagram, at BreakRoomBS. Um, and you'll, you'll see the clip from Ring of Honor this week where Dave is, is, uh, throwing, throwing around some words with Silas Young. Um, yeah, so, I mean, not a lot, not a lot happens in this match. It was still a nice match to follow. Not, not boring, but not, nothing really mind-blowing happened. A lot of, um, a lot of technical work by, uh, Gresham, as you would imagine. And, uh... A little, a little bit of physicality mixed in by Silas Young. Uh, Silas Young ends up winning this match by distracting Todd St. Clair, the beloved Todd St. Clair, the golden child. Todd St. Clair is distracted by a chair. Um, Silas has to throw the chair out of the ring. Meanwhile, Silas is pulling out a, uh, a mallet, the bell mallet specifically, to use on Jonathan Gresham. Todd's still focused on the chair. Silas gives Gresham the good old one-two to the head with the with the mallet, and then he quickly puts in an octopus lock. Gresham is not conscious for this octopus lock. He, he the, the, to the point where it was called. By a referee stoppage, that uh, that Silas Young, Silas Young won. Jesus Christ! <clears throat> it's how shocking it was. I can't even say words. Um, main event of the night was Sabanero Jr. from CMLL. Uh, if you guys follow Ring of Honor, you guys follow New Japan. Uh, this is a guy you're probably familiar with to some degree. He's made his appearances here or there, and then. We got the 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 fallen luchador, the fallen WWE luchador, Cristico, formerly known as Kalista, I believe. I didn't watch WWE when he was there, so fucking get off my back if I said the name wrong or whatever. Um, was it Kalisto or was it Sincara? Maybe it was Sincara. I don't fucking know. That I could be wrong about as well. I don't know. Anyway, you got Caristico and Savonero Jr. up against the Briscoes. Now, these CMLL guys are doing a lot of cool lucha spots throughout this match. So, if you're a fan of lucha, lucha style wrestling, this is a match for you to watch. Um, they, the lucha, the, whenever you bring in lucha, lucha style wrestling, uh, you're, you're always gonna. Not always, but for the most part, get over with the fans pretty good. And that's what happens here. They get over with the fans. Um, Briscoe's uh, doing the exact opposite by trying to tear the mask off of Christico. Um, as I mentioned before during the fusion portion of the show, I, I think it is one of the best heel moves trying to pull off a mask. And you're going to make me dislike the guy for it anytime you do it. Um, I was really impressed with Sabanero, Sub Saberono, Sub Sabanero, Saberono, Saberano, Saberano, doing a crossbody doomsday device. 
Um, that was some pretty cool stuff there. Fortunately, was not enough to win the match. Later on, we got the Redneck Boogie, the J-Driver, and a Flying Elbow to finish off the CML Luchadors for a Briscoe's win. Um, Alright, now I'm going to do another one of those things where I pause the show and I save it. And when I come back, we'll be talking NXT. Well, as I said, I'd be back. Here I am. Um, We got the May 1st episode of NXT, WWE's NXT, the golden brand. Um, I I mean, I I don't know really what to preface this one with. So I'm just going to go right into it. And I'm also getting a little tired. So fuck you guys. Here I go. Uh, first match of the night. We have the Forgotten Sons. Versus Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch. And Humberto Carrillo. Um, her, Humberto Carrillo. Um, if I had to describe. Looks kind of like Taylor Lautner. If you guys know who Taylor Lautner is. Um, although I will definitely say this kid has a lot of potential in NXT. I could see him being a really, really good baby face. Um, he has some nice, nice spots during this match, including a, uh, a springboard arm drag where he actually got a lot of air on it. Um, he just needs to smooth out, smooth out some of those quick exchanges that, that, you know what I'm talking about, where you're delivering blows and trading, trading blows with the other guy. Um, or doing some quick spots, um, it, th- that just needs to smooth that a little. But I mean, hey, it, 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 he he's working the performance center now. Um, Triple H knows what he's doing uh, down there, and uh, I'm sure sooner or later, give it a few months, we'll see this guy getting getting some mid card action. Um, yeah, he just needs the right writing behind him. And like I said, I, I, I think he'd be a great baby face. Um, Forgotten Sons end up winning this match, though, with some cool with this cool tag team move where he... Man, I wish Dave was here because he'd be able to help me with this. But, okay, so imagine... Okay, uh, bear with me here. So imagine you're giving a guy a DDT, right? Now... Instead of having him looking down when you're about to give it, he's facing up. So he's bent backwards. Now, one of the Forgotten Sons had two guys bent backwards under his arms, held by the head. While that was going on, you got the other two Forgotten Sons crawling up the top ropes, and they both deliver coup de grace to the stomachs of these guys at the same time. Really cool false finish, or not false finish, really cool finish, um, at least I thought, um, and that, yeah, that was our end there, that was our end game for that match, our Avengers end game. Uh, in the middle of the card here, we got Dominic, the, the, oh, fucking Christ, this is not from the alcohol, this is definitely just because his name's hard, the, Djokovic, 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 
Djokovic. Dominic Djokovic. Hmm. Hmm. Let's look this up. Let's look this name up. I feel like I'm doing it wrong. Dominic Djokovic. Dominic. Dominic. NXT Dominic Djokovic 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 Man This is This is podcasting At its At its very finest at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's call him Dom. Dom Boy. Dom Boy versus uh, Mansoor. And if you are not familiar with Mansoor, neither am I. But here's how I'll describe him. So imagine Mustafa Ali, right? Now turn him into a jobber. You got Mansoor. Alright. Things aren't going too bad for Man- uh, or Mansoor. I put Manor. That's a shame. Mansoor, until Domboy catches his crossbody and just ragdoll tosses him outside the ring. This did not look like a, a smooth ragdoll toss. This looked very reckless. He just kind of like went like legs first into the into the uh, guardrail out there. It, it, it shocks me that that anyone at, at NXT was like, yeah, just 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 toss him, just toss him over the ring. Maybe he'll get hurt. Who knows? So I don't think that went how it was supposed to, but they rolled with it. Um, not a lot going on here for the most part, like I said. Um, Mansoor kind of came off as a bit of a jobber here, so uh, Domboy Dom Boy wins the match. Not really a surprise, like I said. Uh, the real surprise, though, is Velveteen Dream. Okay, this is, this is the highlight of your wrestling weekend, minus Teddy Hart's cat. Yeah, Velveteen Dream rolls out on his couch like he has been doing lately and then continues to perform his own version of the Star Spangled Banner which is fucking gold this you need to look this shit up on YouTube if you have not already I'm sure it's on there Star Spangled Banner Velveteen Dream Dominic, the, the, whatever, Domboy. Look up our Domboy. This this was hysterical. The they they had they had the the letters or not the letters the the lyrics up on the screen so that everyone could sing along with them. It was it was it was great. Um, nobody cuts a promo like Velveteen Dream. Um, Definitely a reason to be watching NXT. Speaking of reasons to watch NXT, we get our our undisputed era promo for the week the, to make me worry as an undisputed era fan. Um, they're cutting a promo, in which Cole mention goes on to mention that Roderick Strong dropped the ball in his loss against Johnny Gargano. Obviously, Roderick Strong did not take this very well, and he stormed off. 
As he's storming off, Cole is pleading that it was just a joke and that he can't take a joke. Um, Bobby Fish goes after Strong to calm him down, and and uh, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, he, he's like, yeah, I mean, I, it was a joke, man. I I, I, I got you. So he kind of took the uh, the side of Cole there. Mm, so maybe we'll end up seeing a a Cole O'Reilly versus a Fish Strong match coming coming up here whenever they finally start to push this this feud along. Hopefully they don't do it too long because uh, after after discussion with Dave, which I'm sure he could explain better because I'm awful ex- at explaining. I think the last thing that WWE has to do right now is break up a faction. Um, I just, I mean, even if you look, look at all the teams they're breaking up. They're breaking up the Sky Pirates. They broke up the Sky Pirates for for the some. What are they going? It's something, some stupid name for for Kerry Sane and and Oscar. Uh, I mean, it just, it just felt like a, a dumb, a dumb move. It's like, hmm, we don't want to move this other chick up, so let's just pair her with some Asian girl. It just, it, it felt, it felt very ill thought out to me. Another, another thing is they break up Bailey and Sasha, and I mean, you're breaking up all these female tag teams, and you just, you only just established your women's tag team division. Um, but it, it, it's just it's just a thing that WWE seems to be doing right now where they break up their factions. I'm going on a tangent. We're not talking about them. Back to back to Undisputed Era. Like I said, hopefully we don't see them break up. But if they do it, I want it to be done well. Um, we have Kushida versus uh, Cassius Ono. Uh, Kushida making his premiere. If you guys have been following Dave and I, we are big fans of Kushida whenever he's making his circuit around New Japan. Um, I think my first introduction to him was last year at Wrestling Dentaku, actually, whenever he was going up against uh, Will Ospreay. It was, it was a phenomenal match. If you're a, a New Japan subscriber or you just subscribed recently or you have YouTube... <laughs> Look up the uh, the Osprey Kushida match. It was it was a good time. This it's one of the things that kept me hooked hooked on New Japan. Um, back to the NXT match though. Uh, I really appreciated Maro making tons of Back to the Future references throughout this match. Um, Kushida's in ring attire, state uh, well, entrance, well, all of his attire stayed pretty much the same. Which I like. Uh, one of the announcers even brought up the Super Juniors Cups that Kushida has won in uh, history's past, in days past. Um, let's see. There's a spot in here where, where Kushida goes for. Now, okay, I did not. <clears throat> I was not a fan of this matchup. I get it. Cassius Eno is your your kind of gatekeeper guy who. Who always, whenever you're trying to get over a new talent, you need him to, you need him to, to take a big L. But man, I, I just don't feel like their styles matched up here at all. Um, Kushida, for example, there's a spot where Kushida goes for a springboard, Hurricanrana from the top rope, or for, yeah, from the top, yeah, 
from the top, but his head gets dragged across the mat on this hurricanrana. Like this wasn't just like his hair skids across the mat. This is his head smacks off the ground and then continues to get dragged across the mat during this hurricanrana. I, I I just I don't I'm not a wrestler, so I I don't I would I don't 100% know that this is Cassius and his fault, but to me it comes off of uh, as him not being able to, to help the guy perform the move. He, he, he took out a move he couldn't he couldn't pull off. Maybe Kushida did something wrong here. I don't know. I'm just telling you how it comes off to me as a fan. Maybe I can be educated by other fans if you would like to tweet at me and tell me about why I'm wrong. We are at BreakRoomBS1 on Twitter. That is at BreakRoomBS1 the number one on Twitter. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that or any other things. Um, but yeah, Kushida, back to Kushida's uh, debut. His technical work looked as good as ever. Um, he ends up winning with the hoverboard lock, which they did end up keeping the name of. I give WWE a lot of shit for changing uh, names of things all the times. <clears throat> Viking experience. <clears throat> um what are they called now? The Viking Raiders. That's dumb. That's fucking dumb. Um, yeah, I give them shit all the time for changing names, but uh, I, I I will give you guys the... the if WWE people are listening, which you aren't, uh, I will give you guys the thumbs up on that. Great job. Well, that's it. I can get to bed now. It's 4 a.m. I can finally get some sleep. Uh, yeah. So make sure you guys, if you listen to this and you are a fan of Impact Wrestling, make sure you uh, subscribe to us because this weekend I will be having my rebellion my rebellion coverage. Um, Dave will also have a Crockett Cup coverage for you guys this weekend on the same show. We should have that up by Saturday morning at the latest. Um, remember to follow us on Twitter at BreakRoomBS1. That is at BreakRoomBS, the number one. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, as I mentioned earlier as well. Um, that is just at BreakRoomBS. Oh, boy. It's been a long night with you guys. Thanks for sticking around. I'll, uh, see you next time. <laughs>